You're listening to the Empath Insights Podcast, and today we're talking about the science behind empathy. Hey, everybody. I am Rachel Hudson, and I help empaths just like you learn to thrive and work with your natural gifts so that you can get your power back and embrace being an empath. Well, I am so happy to be back with you this week. And this week, I'm talking about the science behind empathy and the science behind being an empath. Now, this really has intrigued me over the last two or three years. And what I have discovered is that everybody has what we call a mirror neuron system. Now, what does a mirror neuron system do? This enables everybody, you and me, to mirror the different emotions of other people. This is what makes us social creatures. This is what makes us human. And we share another, we're able to share another person's joy or pain, or really, you know, when someone is going through a hard time, we can really connect with these people. Now, since empaths have a super sensitive, hyper responsive mirror neuron system, we can deeply deeply resonate with other people's feelings, sometimes too much. Okay, we'll talk about that in a few minutes. We can easily be overwhelmed or triggered by another person or outside events. Say maybe your best friend is just is going through a breakup and you are there with him or her and you're actually feeling the same emotions that they are feeling. That is basically mirroring their emotions. So if a loved one gets hurt, maybe it's your kid or maybe it's your partner. Um, The hurt doesn't have to be physical. Maybe they're emotionally in pain or if they cry or even if my dog, if I feel like I've hurt my dog's feelings, it's really sad for me too. (laughs) Or maybe if, if your family's happy about something, maybe you're going to a wedding, you actually feel that intense happiness empaths, we just have a hyperactive mirror neuron system. Now, on the other end of the spectrum, we'll have to talk about this for just a few moments. Um, There's something called empath deficiency disorder. Now, what this really is, is the opposite of an empath. Now, these are, these are people like psychopaths and sociopaths and narcissists, that are that generally have an empath deficiency disorder. What happens is it takes a lot for these people to feel. They lack the ability to really feel empathy or a lot of feelings, which could be caused by just a muted or an underactive mirror neuron system. So that really explains a lot. If you've kind of been in a toxic relationship or if you've really uh, come in contact with um, a narcissist or someone who has these tendencies. And I will say that you really, as an empath, trust me on this one, you have to be really aware of these people. You have to be careful. So that is just a quick explanation of the empath deficiency disorder. And, you know, everybody has this energy bubble that we walk around in. Okay. The electromagnetic field. Listen, I've taught yoga since 2004 and frequently in my classes, 
I always talked about, we all have this energy bubble and it extends between six and 12 feet in all directions. And sometimes when our energy fields overlap, there can be a bit of confusion. We can um, really feel like we've been hit with that tranquilizer dart and it might come out of nowhere. Now these energy fields transmit information about people's thoughts and emotions, these electromagnetic fields. So imagine that someone in another room has argued and you have, they've stopped arguing and you as an empath walk into this room and nobody said anything, but you feel it. You feel the tension. You feel that something's really, really off. Something's not right. You feel like somebody's angry, but you're not really sure who it is. Trust your gut on this one. That is you picking up energy, this energy field, and maybe you don't know what to do with it, but be aware of it. And empaths are particularly sensitive to this, and we can easily become overwhelmed by other people's thoughts and emotions. Now, empaths also can experience something called, you might have heard of it, it's called emotional contagion. Now, what is this all about? It's kind of exactly what it sounds like. (laughs) Contagious emotions. We are picking up the emotions of other people. Empaths, that's just what we do. I've done it my whole life. I used to go on shopping days at the mall. Remember when malls were really big? Um, And I would, this is as a kid, all the way through my teenage years, I would come home every single time completely exhausted that tranquilizer dart feeling like I don't know what happened to me but it felt like somebody slipped me something in my lemonade or whatever but I felt exhausted and I never really could put it all together and it took me many many years to realize what what was happening and even later on like in my 20s and 30s I would laugh and my family would laugh about like how I would not go shopping in a big crowd and I just thought I was fearful of crowds But what was happening is I was picking up these emotions and getting so overwhelmed, I would get dizzy. And sometimes I would get emotional, like I felt the urge to cry. Um, So I would actually start shopping later at night or early in the morning or on off days, like maybe a Monday or a Tuesday when things weren't so busy. Now, this is just catching other people's feelings in large groups. Now, on the positive side, the ability to synchronize moods with others is very good for relationships. It's crucial for good relationships, okay? That's what makes friendships so special. On the negative side, empaths can be easily brought down by negativity. Maybe you've experienced this, I don't know, at work, You know, you're like, ah, you know, when you hear about the toxic work environment, that really doesn't give you a whole lot of explanation, but you just feel it. You just feel it and you know it, or maybe it's your family, or maybe it's your friend group. Maybe you have outgrown a negative friend group. Okay. So that's emotional contagion. Now, a lot of people ask me now, okay, great. Well, this, all this information is coming at me, but how can I protect myself? There are ways I've learned through the years and they're not really difficult. We just have to remember to do these things. So take extra precautions to ground yourself if a friend is having a hard time. 
before you go see this friend, you might want to do a meditation. You might want to take a walk outside. It's very good to be outdoors. I feel like in my life, it neutralizes negative emotion. So maybe you want to take a walk out in nature down the street. I'm like, if I can make it to the stop sign and back, I'm good. I usually go past the stop sign, but that's just something in my brain that kind of gets me out of the house. And if I've been in a very, um, just maybe hyper emotional, uh, in a hyper emotional group, I have to get outside afterwards or really, really take care of myself. I make sure I meditate every single day and I, I really don't know what I would do without it. Also, I want to remind you to be aware of who you're spending your time with. Not Think about it as not just who you're spending your time with, who you are sharing your energy with. It's very important. Choose positive people in your life so that you're not brought down by negativity. And if you can't choose these people, if maybe if you live in the same house with them, make sure you have some really simple grounding tools. I love to journal. I have a daily pages um, routine that I go through every morning and every evening. And really, it's just carving out a little extra time for yourself. And it really has helped me so much. Well, the next thing I want to talk about, which is very common in empaths, is something called synesthesia. Now, you're probably wondering what the heck is that big fancy word? I did too, but I did a lot of research around it. Oh my goodness. It explained so much about how I process information. Now, synesthesia is when one of the five senses triggers another one of the five senses at the same time to help your brain process the same data. I'll give you two examples because it doesn't, it was really kind of hard for me to understand until I had a couple of examples. One example is seeing a color and simultaneously experiencing a specific smell. I have two clients that this happens to, this doesn't happen to me. They will see a color and all of a sudden they'll smell something completely not related to like the color yellow. They're automatically smelling, I don't know, motor oil. I'm just making this up just for, you know, a reference. But this is something that they all of the time, oh, every time I see red, I smell this certain smell. So another example, and this is something that has happened to me since I was a kid, and I was so happy to finally get an explanation for this, uh, or knowing that I wasn't the only person in the world that had this happen, hearing music and seeing sounds or colors while listening to the music. It's almost like, you know, if you're at a light show and it's going along with the music, that's what it that's what's going on in my brain, or I see certain colors. Um, for me, it's it's a lot like uh, almost like little mini fireworks displays, but just goes along with the music. And different notes represent <laughs> different colors. I realize as I'm saying this out loud, it sounds really wild. But if you've ever experienced this, let me know. I would love to hear from you. And I just thought this is how everybody listened to music. Now I'm very, uh, I'm very connected with music. It just kind of uh, gives my brain uh, a chance to relax. And it's almost like I can go into a meditative or a daydream state. So that I thought the synesthesia 
part of this was really, really fascinating. It really does explain a lot. So I want to know which of these interests you the most, or maybe if you've had some of these experiences, or maybe you didn't know that we had a mirror neuron system. I certainly didn't about five, 10 years ago. Now, just to recap, we talked about mirror neurons and how that works in the brain. We also talked about the empath deficiency disorder and how it is opposite of being an empath in the hyperactive mirror neuron system. I talked a little bit about the electromagnetic field or your energy field that you're always walking around in. I talked about emotional contagion and how empaths are really, really susceptible to that. And one of my favorite new topics is synesthesia. And if this interests you, I want to hear from you. You can email me at rachel at rachelkhudson.com. I hope you have a wonderful day and a wonderful week ahead. Be kind to yourself. Say nice things to yourself, please. And be kind to others. And I will see you next time. Bye.